Hello and welcome to our podcast with Vanessa Billy. My name is Valerie Hashimoto and today I will be talking about Mémoire Cellulaire, um, the edition which Vanessa Billy has produced for our September edition. Thank you, Vanessa, for being here with me at Edition VFO. Vanessa, this is your first edition you, you have produced with us. And I have the feeling that from the beginning, you were attracted by the photogravure. Can you tell me why you chose this as a medium for your edition? I think for me, it was a, a, an opportunity to do something that I've never done before and to have access to a medium that I didn't know. And I was really interested in the fact that it's an old technique. And in contrast, to be able to work with a way of producing images that is so different to what we know today, like digital images that are taken so quickly and so many of them. And it just becomes a very, it's a very different thing the depth of it and the way you perceive it, the way you look at it, and the way the way it's produced. I mean, just that is already so multi-layered when you work with a technique like that. Yeah, you're talking about layers and the way you produce the image. You usually have a very sculptural approach. You're very interested in materials, how they change when you manipulate them or heat them. And here, the base of your work is a photography. What does it represent and how was it to work with a photography so more in a bi-dimensional way for you? I think at the beginning I didn't know what the image would be and that was a process of trying. Like I remember going to take pictures of a silicone cast of a fish that I had on the lake. Like, I know I wanted something with water, something that I couldn't do otherwise in sculpture or something that I wouldn't be able to show as a, as a permanent object. And that's how it started. And so I tried, yes, I had this, this silicone cast that I had made a long time ago, or, or that I had around the studio, different tests, different attempts that didn't become anything, or some did, but some other didn't. And I started playing with um, the those casts and on different surfaces. Then I got to the cast of the shrimp that has been in my work over the last few years in different forms. So I had some... Uh, plastic shrimps kept in bags with water. I, ha I have a video that has the motif in it. I have some aluminium uh, reliefs that have also imprints, almost like fossilized shrimp pattern on. So it's something that has been present over a long time. And I think There, I was able to play with the scale somehow. Like they're, So they're small. They're like three, well, the size of a frame, the two, three centimeters big. And I put this soft and thin silicone shell on some, I had some like dried paint, almost like kind of watercolor on the, on the surface. 
it did something with the light or I liked the interaction of those surfaces and the kind of uncertainty of it, like how abstract it is, but how you still can recognize what it is and how it goes in many directions, like something that appears very ancient uh, of the sea, of but also on like floating, it could be in the sky or... So that image, that was a photograph. And then uh, I didn't know what the process of heliogravure is. And so the first step then was to go and meet Arnaud in his atelier and understand what the process is. But I still, then only Arnaud would have known how really that image could function. I had no clue how that image could become something when printed via the medium of heliogravure. Since he thought it could be something interesting, then I went along with it. Then I was more than happy to to try and see an experiment and see what this new medium was opening as a kind of an aesthetic. As an artist who is used to work mostly by yourself uh, in your studio. How was it to collaborate with Arno Hassler, uh, to have somebody yeah, also participating in, in your work? That was a really nice experience, going to his atelier and spending time there and seeing how he works. Um, I mean, I was more or less passive. I was just observing and then we were looking at no first what he did was that he knew for the image to to achieve its potential it needed to be split in two so he made two copper plates one with more like the, the kind of strong contrast and one was more like a background like paler colors and we then worked with those two plates so applying two colors one after the other and even that was something like we tested then applying first well let's say the blue there's one image that's blue with a tiny bit of pink and so applying pink first or blue first completely changed the way you perceive the image so for me it was just this world opening up like I mean mostly I'm used to you know looking at an image on Photoshop and um, putting up the contrast or down or or making it whiter or bluer and so it loses all meaning color I just felt like there I had like a totally different access to what color actually means so we worked with two colors and always like a, a color that has the strong contrast and a color that's like a background and quite a paler color And in that way, we achieved this trying to have a tridimensionality again, so that the shrimp has this life uh, kind of comes out of the image, like it's floating a bit. So that was what, I suppose, in the end, what made me choose those sets of colors, because they worked in a way that they managed to create this depth in the image and have the... Yeah, the shrimp almost kind of float above or detach itself from the background. So the shrimp is, as you have mentioned, something that you have used before. Uh, can you tell us more about this motif and maybe also about the title uh, Mémoire Cellulaire? Mémoire Cellulaire is to do very much with my interest in the, the shrimp to start with that for me it's almost like a stage of ancient evolution 
that we've come through or that all you know beings <laughs> have kind of moved on from so it has this it looks very much like a fetus like the very early stages of the fetus's development that it, it is this simple life form that is our past in a way i'm interested in this kind of jump through time and evolution um, and how complex life forms have, have developed from that and that we yeah we do do come from the from the sea from water that's something important that that the shrimp i use is a peeled shrimp um, and a cooked well this might be in in this piece doesn't uh, wouldn't it's not necessarily visible because the it becomes pink when you cook it, but there we, we're not seeing with it's it's a transparent shell or a cast of a um, but that it has been manipulated by human hands, so it has been cooked and peeled. Um, so it isn't a shrimp with legs and the its exoskelet, um, but the inside the flesh part. For me it's talking about the human hand and the way humans are changing everything around in the environment with effects that we we know more or discover almost daily um, how how much we we're affecting our environment and how 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 can we change stop this or minimize these effects um, so it's a way of hinting at the human and the way we are playing god with everything so deciding what other beings, what other life forms exist and in what, how much do we want them to exist or not. Yeah, this is a way of having all this there for me. That's what, that's why I'm kind of interested in the shrimp. It is, it is all these things if you want to think about it. Yeah, indeed, your image has something very archaic I find. It reminds me personally of a fossil or of images of that you might find in a scientific book. But the colors, the colors have something very futuristic. I mean we know heliogravures sometimes they have also kind of old colors, maybe like sepia, but now yours are very bright and poppy which creates this contrast with the motif maybe can you tell us something about this this contrast yes the the i think i knew i wanted um bright colors i think from the beginning i wasn't so interested in having a a sepia or like a classic heliogravure approach I was interested in using these bright colors and the blue came came really early on and it has such a depth I mean it's such a beautiful blue and the fact that it is connected to the sky and the sea or that we associate these two elements uh, with it really worked with the image which has both which which has this kind of structure in it yeah, it could it could be a view of the sky or the planets, or it could be um, the depth of the ocean. There's something huge in it, or something where you get lost, like this change of scale. Like also with the the shrimp, that it's so much bigger in the image than the actual 
objects. So this change of scale and what you're looking at, are you looking at a detail or are you looking at planets, a constellation really far out? So that really, yeah, I, I was trying to get to something with the colors that could also bring that in. And, and blue seemed the obvious, yeah, it worked really well. And then the Mémoire Cellulaire Sanguine is a lot more to do with the body. So they're kind of brash, yeah, pop, poppy colors, the orange, the yellow, or uh, dark or dark, like red and yellow and orange more. This had to do with the body, very in a very direct way, refers, uh, reminds us of the body and of blood, and then gets associated with, oh, I hope, um, with um, the inside of the body um, and flesh and something again that, that's its own life. I mean, the life of our bodies is such complex, like mo molecules and cellular, and that again, it has like a huge expanse in it that is almost not knowable, trying to capture these, something to do with our body and something to do with the far out and the unknown. Well, thank you, Vanessa Billy, for telling us more about your editions. Um, and thank you for listening to, to us today. Uh, you will find more information about Uh, the exhibition When Color Becomes Form, as well as uh, Vanessa Billy's uh, edition on www.vfo.ch. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs>